adjust everything all over again. All over again. I wonder what happened. And it's amazing, Wing, because the stuff that I have to adjust does not need to be touched. It's like somebody just wants to turn on and see the pretty lights in different colors. I don't know why. It'd be different if Jameson was sitting in the chin. It totally. the dials, but he's not. Even Jameson would know to leave crap alone. But, you know, apparently some people don't, I guess. I'm not, I'm not sure. By the way, we are aware of the signal over on the sister station, 92.7. We've got a satellite microwave issue with that right now. We're taking care of that. Somebody's so, cooking burgers? What are they doing? Somebody, somebody apparently cooked too many burgers is, is what I'm guessing. So... That's that's what's happening there. Uh, let's go over some scores from around the area because goodness knows there's quite a few of those. We'll start off today. Of course, we've got all sorts of things to talk about here from the Spectrum Healthcare Partners Studios across the NBR Radio Network. It is a B-List Daily Maddie and Wing with you here. Haley in studio tomorrow. Softball from yesterday. Ashland over Wisdom 19-15. to Apparently a couple of two-point conversions got missed. Yeah. Buckfield over Richmond, 5-1. Bucksport, 5. Ellsworth, nothing. D.R.L. Storrington, 24-23 over Skank. I don't know how long that game lasted, but my guess is it was a while. Foxcroft, 6. Dexter, 2. Monmouth, 6 nothing over Telstar. Noble over Chevers, NYA, 16-2. Oak Hill down Telstar, 16-4. Old Town, 7. Bangor, 1. Penobscot Valley, 6. Stearns, nothing. Piscataquis, 8. Penquist Valley, 2. Prescott Isle, 8, Holton, nothing. Skowhegan, 9, Mount Ararat, nothing. Subner, 8, George Stevens, 5, and Valley, 20 to 8 over Rangeley. Those are your softball scores. Over on the girls' lacrosse side of the ledger, Biddeford, 13, Maine Girls Academy, 5, Bonnie Eagle, 14 to 4 over Noble, Cape over NYA, 20 to 4, Chevra, 16 to 2 over Deering, Kennebunk, 15 to 4 over South Portland, Lewiston, 18 to 1 over Bangor, Massabesic, 12 to 4 over Marshwood, Portland, 12 to 3 over Westbrook. St. Dom's over Greeley, 14 to 13 in overtime. TA over Wyndham, 10 to 7. And Wells beat Freiburg Academy, 13 to 11. Of course, you can see all of those scores and get links to the recaps at mbr.org. We'll give you the boy stuff a little bit later, probably around 10:30. If Wing reminds me, I'll try to remember. Here we go. I'll pin it on him. And if he doesn't remind me, then it doesn't get done. Okay. All right. Good talk. Good talk. Aaron Boone got thrown out of his first game last night. It was kind of exciting. I don't blame him. No, you know, that I've, was a I've terrible said, strike zone. You, you got to know when to. There's a time you're just being a griper, and then a lot of times you got to stand up and say, "No, that that's enough." Now, I do want to preface this for those of you who have not listened or do not know. I am a, I am a, I am a Yankees fan, but I am an just, unbiased Yankees fan, and I always will be. Okay. What does that mean? I I am fair and balanced. Oh, okay. Okay, you know that I've, means I've heard that before. That means you know I I am only you know I am only interested in facts, and in, in action in, in evidence, things. action evidence, yeah. right? The Yankees have had more bad strikes called on them this year than any other team in baseball, and you can verify that. And I can verify that Statcast, who 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 tracks every pitch for Major League Baseball, has tracked that nineteen percent. Of the Yankee uh, uh, of of the Yankee strikes are balls that are strikes that are called strikes that are out of the strike zone. That is over three percent more than the league average at sixteen percent. So I think the Yankees are getting screwed because they're the Yankees. That would make sense to me. It's like the Patriots. I th- I think that ha- I think that happens to the Celtics. I, I I don't I don't know if if that's if that's the case. Maybe it's not like that with every with every team or with everything. But it just seems odd to me that a team that 
really, I mean, they've based their entire uh, 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 identity and their offensive identity of identifying the strike zone, right? Knowing what the strike zone is, and yet they have 19, you know, they, they get... 3% more bad strikes called on them. I think it's a conspiracy. I want I want I want an investigation. I hear I, I want people in on this. I want Trump involved. I want did, everybody. How did Trump say this? I hereby yeah. demand I I don't know what it was. Sound like <laughs> sounded like somebody from the Roman times. Yes, master. Whatever. Uh, are we ever going to get to um the umpire standing behind the plate just to make calls at home plate. Yes. And we're going to yes. do it technologically. Can you tell me why we're not? Think of all the crap. All right. Look, I'm going to give you an example. Okay. When's the last time you went down to Fenway Park? Yeah, last season. Yeah. When's the last time you went down to Fenway Park when your kids were younger? Like, and you were kind of in charge of them. Long time. Okay. How much did it cost the last time you went? Oh, yeah. How many trips did you make to the stadium that year? One. So if you decide to make a trip to the stadium one afternoon and Angel Hernandez has a hair across his ass and decides yeah. that he doesn't like the fact that the superstar player that you're paying to see decided he didn't like his strike zone that day and he ejects him. Awesome. Do you feel like you've got your money's worth? Probably not. Does anybody ever say to themselves, boy, I really want to go see Angel Hernandez? Of course, Angel Hernandez, I, it's funny. Um, Angel Hernandez is one of the worst umpires in Major League Baseball. And uh, he actually got uh, he actually ran the uh, Milwaukee umpire last night. He and Joe West. Thank you very much. Joe West is a dub, too. And that's a problem. I should not be able to Joe, sit here. Joe West wants you to look at him, and I, I would make the statement. That's why they call him Cowboy. We yeah. didn't come to watch you. I am you. not getting this. I have never once gotten a ticket from the New York Yankees that has a picture of Cowboy Joe West on the front. Paul O'Neill, Mariano Rivera, yes. Derek Jeter, yes. Alex Rodriguez, yes. I have all sorts of tickets with, with the Yankees and World Series photos and stuff like that. I do not have a single ticket. For some fat-ass umpire to sit back there and not call balls and strikes correctly. And have a hair trigger. Oh, I don't like the way they're speaking to me. You're out. Yeah, I'm out. Well, I to have I told you the story? I was getting, uh, in hockey, youth hockey, you have to go through the different clinics. And the higher up the age group, the more certification you need to coach. So I'm at a week whole weekend clinic at uh, Colby College and Paul Stewart, the longtime umpire, which is great. He's got gear, three blind mice. They're all dressed up like, like officials. Anyway, he comes to speak about the relationship and, and so he says, I've got a good Mario Lemieux story to tell you. He said, I'm a brand new official. And he says, I go to drop the puck. Mario does something. I toss him out of the circle. Game continues. Next time, I'm in Pittsburgh. It's him again. Anyway, make a long story short. He said, I, I think I probably tossed him out of the circle two or three times. And he said, Mario steps up to me. He says, hey, Paul, take a look around. I mean, there's 20,000 people here. You think they came to see you? They came to see me. Drop the puck and let's go. You know, th this isn't about you. Stop being a jerk. You know, he said, the commissioner of the NHL calls me and he says, 
if we get a problem, you and Mario, you said, whoa, okay, I guess I guess we know who's important in this thing, not me. Yeah, that's, uh, we didn't come to see the uh, Joe West, thank you. Even looking at him makes me sick. We got all sorts of stuff to talk well, to we, today. Well, the officials last night in the basketball, I, 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 <laughs> I used to complain to officials about officials in hockey that they in the playoffs they were window dressing. You could everything goes. See, we and that's the problem. Want, we don't want to affect we don't want to affect the the playoffs and the and the and the game. Well you do, because somebody's gonna get the advantage. And as Haley loves to say, advantage, disadvantage is how you kind of make a judgment on whether a call should be made. Is somebody gaining advantage by this? And if they are, then you gotta call it. Now we almost went the other way with with the, the uh, NHL officials this year. It seems to me that they they called some crazy stuff, and then they were so inconsistent. Well, that's what I saw last night in basketball. This is basketball. Nobody likes contact any more than I do. But it's a bloodletting. There were two or three calls up and down the court that should have been made that were, I mean, I thought one with uh, green underneath was a flagrant. No, no call at all. Not even a foul call. The time Harden drove in and stuffed it on him, and he, I mean, he checked him up under the basket. Nothing. No call at all. Not even an N1. Uh, I just think that they didn't have control. And I, I know we've talked about the game is fast, and the players are really athletic and talented. But holy smokes. I mean, the play the other night with the Celtics where where Morris takes a jump shot, and I don't know if Love did it on purpose, hooking his ankle, and they call Morris for a foul and take away a basket. First of all, it wasn't a foul, and secondly, as you said on the air, the basket should have counted anyway. It happened after. Mm-hmm. Look, the officials, you, we can, you can say all day, and a lot of people say, officials don't affect games. Oh, wrong. Wrong. Oh, my God. Wrong, wrong, wroggy, wrong, wrongy McWrongerson, wrong. You, you want some video of this? Yeah. I don't can... even need video. Like, it, we, we see it. When you played ball, what do we teach kids? What do we say? We say it all the time. We say it all the time as announcers. You have to adjust your game to the way the game is being called. Not you have to adjust your game to, you know, fit the rule book, Right. You have to adjust your game to the way it's being called because everybody has a different interpretation. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So that means if you jump up and dunk it and the rim collapses, that 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 consistently that maybe that means that you're actually, you know, grasping the rim and that should be a technical, be depending on the way it's interpreted. Why can't you just make a rule that's just a rule? Here's what it is. Well, have you seen any rule books lately? They're gigantic. And and they don't make... Here's and it the, still doesn't help. Here's the thing, okay? The, last night's Yankees game. I'm going to the Yankees game as an example. I'm telling you right now, you can pick this in any game in Major League Baseball right now. You can pick this in any game in the Nas- National Basketball Association. You can pick this in any game in the National Hockey League right now. Last night, This is from The Athletic, by the way. I pay for it, so you don't. Don't worry about it. Or so you don't have to. I pay for it, so you don't have to. Thank you. Because I get it reimbursed. Amen. Sometimes. 
sometimes months later, but that's that's a whole other story. Tyler Austin blinked in the second inning and found himself behind in the count 0-2 on borderline pitches that appeared inside. And according to StatCast, they were. There's a square on StatCast, okay? If the ball is outside of the square, it's not a strike. In the fifth, Miguel Andujar took a first pitch strike that was well off the plate. And later in the evening, Gleyber Torres didn't bother hiding his laughter, dropping his head and smiling when Holberg called a strike on a critical 2-1 changeup that was way low. I'm looking at it right now, just, just to go back and look at it. Cole Hamels, here's the bo- the glove. He set the glove up below the strike zone, okay? The catcher's knees are below the strike zone. He has the ball set up by his knees. It never reaches the strike zone. They immediately call it a strike. So that takes your 2-1 pitch and makes it a 2-2 pitch. So instead of 3-1, it's 2-2. Changes the entire at bat. And that's three rookies right there. They're not going to look back at the they're not going to look back at the umpire and talk to him. So Aaron Boone has to. He's going to stick up for his guys. That's something I don't, you know, I don't remember Joe Girardi doing a lot of. So I was pretty impressed with Boone last night. I like the way Cora sticks up for his guys. That's not something I always saw with Farrell. That's why it scares me that one of these two teams, even Red Sox fans, one of these two teams is going to win 100 games. Both of them are probably going to win 100 games. And one of them is going to have to play a do-or-die game right after this, uh, uh, two days after the season to even move on. Yeah, and just think, you've been there. If your pitcher doesn't have to be on that day. It sucks. And the other team's pitcher who's so-so happens to be at the game of his life, you're done. Suck, suck, sucky, suck, and 62 games, and you are done. Terrible. It is the worst. With 100 wins. Tanaka against Keuchel against Houston two years ago, three years ago. Garbage. That game was over before it even started. You knew that as soon as Dallas Keuchel took the mound, he was not going to lose to that addition of the New York Yankees. See, and he didn't. I I know what what the intent was. You know, keep everybody in the in everybody's got a chance. Blah blah blah. I'd like to see that two out of three at least. At least you got a shot. And two games are going to be in somebody's. Two place. out of three should be no fine anyway. I have no problem with that. I mean, it's a couple of days. Who cares? If you have to play a doubleheader, I don't have a problem with that. Play a doubleheader. And if you happen to be the home team and you win them both, well, good night. Yeah, one game, it cheapens the regular season. It means what did you bother all that time when it came down to one game? What if it's a little rainy? Or the, the, the field is a little off. The, I mean, just it cheapens the whole 162 games to play one game. Because I'm sure there were some teams down at the bottom that haven't been in the playoffs in a long time. Wouldn't mind having that one game. But I would feel the same if it was them there. I think it cheapens things. I think it, I would like to see two out of three. Yep. I mean, I as it is, that. they have the the first series in the divisional round is five, you know, best out of five. So that's not a seven-game series. So what would, what would be the problem with having a, Two out of three of the Wildcats. I I think it'd be great. It still gives a tremendous advantage to the teams that are sitting out because they can save all their pitches. You you might play three games and you use all your pitches. Now what? You got to start a best of five series with your number four starter. Yee boy. 
you know so yeah I don't I don't care for it because <laughs> I'm feeling much more that way right now like you have lately because it could be one of us certainly it's totally going to be one of us one of the two either the Yankees or the Red Sox are going to get screwed in this okay one way or the other and they'll say oh, all you can do is control the things you can control well, what can you control here? Yeah, and you could very well be playing Trout and, and the Angels. And Otani. Yeah, what if you got Otani? What if they decide at that point that they let Otani pitch and hit in the same game? Oh, good. That's nice. That'll be fun. Yeah, you get to host them at home, but who cares, right? What does it matter? Base, home, home field advantage in baseball only matters if your park is a bandbox or it's it's set up in a different way. But the problem is, if yeah, your park, but, but even if, still, it isn't. If your park is set up as a bandbox, it can backfire on you. Bucky Ask Dent. Bucky Dent. I was just gonna say Bucky Dent. What what home field advantage? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Ask Tony Clark. That's the other. Everybody thing forgets about Tony Clark. Think about it. You hit that double at Yankee Stadium. It bounces off the wall and rolls. The Yankees win two thousand four. That doesn't happen. Instead, it goes over the four foot high wall. And it's a ground rule double. Run doesn't score. Um, why is home court so important in the NBA? I th because role players are not good at playing on the road. Why? I don't know. It's the same basket. I it, I, I do not understand. Hoosiers. It's ten feet. I do the not lane get is it. Yeah, I can't. Feet. I what? can't. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't. Know. It's the same for all of them, though. Every single team. Mm -hmm. If their role players are really good on the road, they're going to win the whole thing. That's why I know the Celtics are going to win tonight, because I know Rozier's going to play better. I know Smart's going to play better. I know Brown's going to play better. Now, a lot of that, to me, is due to youth, okay? And I think you've got a lot more young guys oh, yeah. playing as ensemble cast members. That's why it makes no sense for me with Cleveland, because they're veterans. Jer Smith is a veteran. Kyle Korver is a veteran. Those yeah, are guys that have been around Thompson, it for quite yeah, a while. I mean, yeah. they're all veterans. There's not a lot of young guys. Cedric Osman is not getting a lot of minutes for this team yeah. right now. The question, though, is what are they going to do with Rozier defensively? Because he can't. He sure can't cover LeBron. So if they put, let's say, Morris on him, who's Rozier cover now? That I think has that been one of the issues. Because remember, he started a different lineup mm -hmm. in Cleveland than he did in Boston. And I still say the old Bill Russell, let LeBron get his 45. Don't make it easy for him, but don't let the other guys get big, you know, big points. But that's the problem right now, huh. okay? And this is the problem that I keep seeing. Every time you talk about a problem with officials, you can go right to your local youth league and start there. Oh, yeah. Go right there. Well, Go we, to the high school level. Start we, there. We started that conversation yesterday um, about coaches. Same thing. God love them. People that want to coach. I, where are they? There aren't. There aren't enough of them, and there aren't enough great ones, good ones. Even I'd even take good ones uh, who understand kids. I've stated a hundred times, even on this show, since I've been coming on. It's not about the offense and the defense. Is that part of it? Well, sure. But you've got to understand how to handle kids, how to handle a team, how to build that team chemistry and caring. 
I mean, one of the things that I am so impressed with what Brad Stevens does, irregardless of anything else, they will not quit. The announcers the other night must have said it four or five times. I don't care what happens. They just won't quit. They keep coming back. Sometimes they're just not hot and can't come back, but it's not because there isn't any fight left in them. And that, that coaching at the youth level, officiating at the youth level, it's boy, it's hurting right now. It really is. And it's going to keep being. And you like can't that too. tell me that the officials don't get enough money. Well, oh, but seen, they, they need to be full time. If they're full time, they'll seen, stop no, being I'm talk, I'm talking about the youth. Level. Oh, I know, I know. They, they, they're not the youth level so much, but high school, I'd say they're they're paying officials pretty well these days. I, I've seen what the what the fees are. Pretty good. We are going to take a break. Coming up. You know, we were just talking about coaches and how tough it is to find coaches. Some schools in the state of Maine are going back in the Wayback Machine to find their coaches. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Interesting name coming back to a local school. More on the way. It's a Beelis Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR radio network. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. We believe in better, a better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee and Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee and Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave Moisture Control Units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave Units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. Wave Home Solutions for a healthy 
If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's one 1-800- 800 679 I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org! The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org! Daily on the Spectrum Health Co- from the Spectrum Health Co- Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network on Sports Time Maine AM 780. NYA has uh, hired a new hockey coach or a new director of boys hockey and development officer Michael Ward will be running that uh, will be running that there. So congratulations. You're in the prep league now. Yeah, they've got a lot of work to do over there. So congratulations to him. Uh, scores, boys lacrosse from yesterday, Camden Hills over Gardner 11 to 7, Coney Edge Edward Little 9 to 8, Falmouth 21, Chevre 7, Lawrence 8, MCI, Nakoma 7, Lincoln Academy 10 9 over Erskine, Mount Ararat doubles up Mesolonsky 10 to 5, Oak Hill over Oxford Hills 17 to 2, Wayne Fleet 19, Lake Region 8, Winslow over John Bapst 12 to 3. For the main baseball report... Go to MainBaseballReport.com. You can get all your daily updates and scores there. Uh, for the sport of baseball, Ashland over Wisdom, 13-0. Bangor beat Old Town, 5-2. Biddeford over Kennebunk, 6-4. Bonnie Eagle, 6. Marshwood, 3. Chevrus knocks off Portland, 4-1. Deer Al Stonington, 13-5. Winners over Skank. Deering, 5. Sanford, 3. Dexter, 3. Foxcroft, 2. Ellsworth, 11. Bucksport, nothing. George Stevens, 10 Sumner, 1. Gorham Edge, Westbrook, 6-5. Greater Gloucester upset Wells five to three. 
Holton over Presque Isle, eight to seven. John Baps three to nothing over Washington Academy. Massabesic had lost their first ten games of the year, and they've won two in a row. Yesterday they beat Falmouth nine to two. Oak Hill ten, Telstar two, Piscataqua six, Penquist Valley five, Richmond eleven to six over Buckfield, South Portland over Thornton Academy nine to six, and Valley defeated Rangeley four to one. Again, you can find all those scores, updates, and the recaps at MBR.org. Also on MBR.org, right on the front page, you'll see the story about Morse High. Morse High School is hiring Tom Maines, who is now seventy-one years old to be their boys' head basketball coach. He was their coach for 12 seasons from 1981 to 1983, and they won three straight Class A titles from 1987 to 1989. He has not coached boys' basketball since 2004 when he finished a seven-year run at Madison. So that's that. That's interesting. Uh, you had said before the break they're bringing back an old name. So that's what they felt when Healy and Wing went to Old Kill after we both retired. I feel like that's what it is. I wonder if you're going to start seeing more of that. Well, I, I think he, here's the thing. If you compared where I was when I started coaching to when I came back to coaching after having been a principal all those years, I'm a different coach. I don't think there's any question. A little more mellow. Been there, done that. The ego's already been uh, been massaged. I don't need all of that. Uh, I went in feeling like it was our job to teach kids how to play, how to be. Not that I didn't do that in the first place, but I think much more emphasis on it about developing young men and whatever at a later stage, because I'd already done all the other things. I'm sure it helps that I won. <laughs> you know. If you never had that opportunity, you'd probably want to do that later on also. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I think we're, we're desperate for coaches. I think we're desperate for coaches that know what they're doing. Um, and generally, um, I think they have experiences that you, it's hard to teach somebody. There's, there's really something that comes up as you're older and have already coached for, like Tom, 15 years or whatever, that you haven't experienced. You, you've already seen that or something like it. You know, maybe the social media and some of those things make it somewhat different. Um, now, I would maintain that it makes it easier. You get one one list and you push one button and you got a message to every one of your kids. Mm-hmm. Done. No phone calls, no snow chain, no boom, done. That makes it a lot easier. Um, and coaching's coaching. Maybe the style of play is a little different. No matter what the sport is, they've all they all change. Um, that that would always be one of the worries is whether or not you've adapted to what the new style is. You know, we had never seen the spread, the spread with, you know, the read with just the quarterback and one back in the backfield. That that was non-existent when I coached the first time. We were maybe some spread. I did split backs, but a lot of times it was eye formation, and I wouldn't say nobody runs anymore. We're still seeing teams that are like Wells and and whatever that are so effective with a wing tee. But you know, you got to come up, stay up on things. You know, offense now in basketball. This 
this uh, five wide with the lane open and a lot of shots from outside, totally new from, I mean, I never I only coached freshman basketball, but from back along, totally different style. So you got to keep up with it. It's easier today with the internet and being able to research things and look up things and not that we didn't have some internet back then, but not much. Maine's first head coaching stint was at the old Mexico High back yep. in 73. Everybody started there, I'm pretty sure. Everybody started 74. in Mexico? Everybody was a Mexico Pinto. They were a Mexico Pinto, either in football and basketball. I don't know about the other sports, but uh, yeah. You know, they've had a rich tradition of athletes. And um, a lot of people, I mean, I you can name them off, that started there in one capacity or another. It's like Dirigo principalship. That place has been a three-year stopover for more beginning principals than you can shake a stick at. I mean, it really has. And uh, all good ones and all good for, for schools. But, uh, yeah, the Mexico Pintos. Yeah, Tom Means and I, eh, we, we, we would have a checkered past, the two of us, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Most of which we won't say over the air. I do remember, though, one of my... Inglorious moments. We went, I was a sophomore at Maine. Now remember, University of Maine, zero scholarships. We were just mostly kids from Maine, wanted to play football. We go to play Boston College. Somebody had a brilliant idea that we ought to play BC, at BC. Seems like a good idea. Yeah, especially in those days. They gave, you know, 70 scholarships. We had none. So our offense had constituting me throwing the ball to Gene Benner, local local EL kid, track star, great player at Maine, uh, just a great player. and uh, Went on to own Bessie Motors. He did, and he coached a little bit in between there uh, when he first got out. Anyway, that's our offense. The second play of the game, he gets stuck right in the sternum with a helmet out for the game. I look over. Tom Maines, all five foot six of him, is our split end now. Yeah, that didn't go very well. <laughs> I'm not disparaging his height because I'm not exactly a giant, but uh, yeah, we got beat 56 to nothing. That happens. Although I told you the story on the air, I think, when Haley was here, that they scored 21 points before I got on the field. So, that wasn't good. Yeah, happens, right? By the yeah. way, a couple of updates there. Uh, Rangeley actually beat Valley 11-4. to four. Somebody didn't put their scores in right. So, yeah, Rangeley 11, uh, Valley 4. And Dirigo knocked off was Cassett 27-2. I'm afraid our friend is going to get a few more nasty replies. Freaking Ryan I, run up the score Palmer is at is. it again. There he is again. Boy, oh boy. I'm going to call him run up Ryan from now on, right? We'll just call him Run Up Ryan. And, you know, and people might think it's because he's like Ichiro, but that's not the case. Not the case? No. He's no. not a slot bunter or anything? No. He's not. He's uh, not. <laughs> he, uh, you know, I disagreed a little bit with our, with our guest yesterday about what you can and can't do in a, in a baseball game that doesn't have, you know, in basketball, you could set up the perimeter and pass the ball around and run down three, four minutes at a time, then take a shot. You, you could find a way. In football, you put in, like all the others, you, you put in all your young kids and you tell them no passing. 
and you grind it out. And if they drive down, you, at the end, you can always take a knee, run the mm-hmm. clock out. Um, in baseball, those things that I just talked about, passing on the outside and taking a knee, are not teaching them bad techniques. I think it's very difficult. I I maybe could stop at, I told you, it would, it would be hard for me, but I could tell my kids, go up and I don't want you to swing. It's the top of the fifth. We, you know, we need to get this thing over. But I would never tell them to swing at any pitch just to make it out. Uh, I don't, I just don't think that's the right message. I think you can throw your young kids in as much as you possibly can, but Hey, when numbers are down, who are you putting in? You're looking down the bench, you've already played everybody. Mm-hmm. Baseball is a really difficult one when you're when you're really hammering the other team. And it is a rhythm. I think you get in the, the confidence flowing and the pitch on the other team is a little he's shaky and suddenly you get on a roll and I tell you, it's why they go out and talk to the pitcher, try to stop the, the whole momentum. It's tough when the score's getting out of hand. I I understand it. My thing with Maines has always been, um, I go back to 2012. He was coaching the Scarborough girls. Um, Maines submitted his res- resignation in, uh, in September of 2012, he, and he talked to Tom Chart about it. And he cited two specific reasons for stepping down. One, the travel was becoming a little too much as he and his wife live in Brunswick. The other, however, was his frustration with the public versus private school issue. Public high schools have to work like the Dickens to have a good team, said Maines. There should be two basketball tournaments, one for public schools and one for private schools. The Maine Principals Association says it wants wants a level playing field, but it's certainly not the case. Now, two things. He recruited, whether he wants to say it or not, <laughs> kids kids from the Virgin Islands, not the Virgin Islands. They came and they were, I mean, I probably can come up with the names if you give me long enough. They were fantastic basketball teams and won him. Oh, you, did that have anything to do with the three back-to-back state yeah, titles? I think that might have been just something. Yes, I think that, that might have had something to do with it. Oh. And the other thing is, there's been plenty of discussion. I told you when I was president of the Maine Principals Association, I put together an ad hoc committee to look at public versus private, that I was concerned that the competition at times wasn't fair, and whether they wanted to recruit or not, sometimes you can't even blame it on the other school. Sometimes a parent said, I want my kid to go to parochial school. Isn't that their right? Right. And if they could afford it, Sure. Who would tell them no? And and uh, or uh, I've heard team people say I want my kid to play football at Chevers because it's Class A. My kid's going to get recognized. Well, whether that's a incorrect assumption or not, it is their assumption. Whether somebody recruited their kid or not. Now, do I think there's recruiting going on? It was one of the reasons that I felt we should look at it. They take your kids and they beat you with them. There's nothing like that. That that's really frustrating. I didn't I didn't see it so much as a coach, because the places I coached, we didn't see many private schools. When my kid started going to Levitt, especially in ice hockey, you know, every year St. Dom's would take our number one freshman coming in, and suddenly they'd be at St. Dom's. 
and then whoop-de-doo, you know, you've lost that kid who could really make a difference for you. Um, anyway, so getting back to what Maine said, the MPA's never done. Well, you know, we looked at it a lot. We spent a whole year looking at what were the alternatives. Because I even maintain what, what happened at NYA, and I'm not specifically picking them out. They decided that they wanted to go in the prep league for ice hockey. Uh, okay, fine. I think that's great. But remember, they've recruited Matty Boutwell from Massachusetts, who is a stud to play prep school ice hockey. Guess what? He's also a soccer and baseball player. Hmm. Suddenly, he's there also playing ba- soccer and baseball. I think we forget that part of it. Yeah, they recruited him to come and play ice hockey, but he plays other things, or she. Uh, and they compete in those leagues and see. And he takes <laughs> a couple of kids at that level, and they make a tremendous difference. So it's an issue. I, that part I do agree with. The public versus private is an issue. I told you the story on the air last week where I knew the hockey kids from from coaching festival and whatever, and St. Dom's had a kid that was from Prescott. I I. I think that might be a little too long of a commute for my my purposes. I think I think coming to school from Prescott every day that that would be a trip. I'm afraid so, because he lived in the rectory or in the home of the principal, or whatever. Not, Seems odd to me. Not acceptable. No. And Lewiston High School fought them on that, and that that practice is no longer being done. Which is good. Yeah. But i that's the pot calling the kettle black, isn't it, about recruiting? Yeah. Okay, Tom, thank you very much. The National Football League has created a couple of new things with rules that we're going to talk about in a little bit. A lot of talk on uh, ESPN. They cannot let it go. Where is Brady? I mean, it's practically... An all-out search. Well, you know who talked about where it today? Is, where is Waldo? Do you know who you know? talked about Tom Brady today? Gentlemen that you might know right by the here. name of Robert, Robert Kraft. Kraft. Yes, the chief executive office, and officer. He, he did say, I'm siding with Tom. Is that what he said? Something like that. Uh, uh, yeah, Bill must love that. <laughs> let's let's go over this real yeah, quick. Thank you very much, Robert. Let, let's, let's bring up the old quote machine here for... Belichick had his typical quote yesterday. I like to talk about the guys that are here. Thank you. End of sentence. Oh, let's see. By the way, did you... um, Is Trump talking about actual Spygate or, like, is he talking about, like, the other Spygate? He's talking about his personal Spygate. His personal Spygate. Okay, so he's going to call it Spygate. Like, does he call it Spygate 2? Like, oh, I don't... good point. Sequel. It's yeah. the sequel. Spygate 2, The Empire Strikes Back? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. I here. hereby demand. I can't remember exactly how he said it. It was, it was quite, quite Here something. it is. Here it is. Here we go. Robert Kraft has talked to Tom Brady. He will be at minicamp. 
Bill Belichick might not be talking about the guys who aren't OTAs, but his boss is from ProFootballTalk.com. Patriots owner Robert Kraft told a group of reporters at the owners meeting in Atlanta this morning that he had spoken with Tom Brady and that his quarterback was looking forward to showing up for minicamp. Kraft emphasized that they were, quote, voluntary, end quote, workouts, and they really are. He also said that nothing has changed, quote, end quote, and that Brady's relationship with the team is fine. Kraft has spoken previously this offseason about Brady's future and the possibility of addressing his contract situation. He's also sat down with both Brady and Belichick this offseason after the reports of the tension between them last year. So for now, Brady will continue to enjoy family time, and his ultimate boss seems to be fine with that. So it sounds to me like this was all discussed beforehand... Kraft says he's been in communication with Brady, emphasizes voluntary I, workouts, talks about family responsibilities Brady has, and said Brady is very excited about being at minicamp. So in other words, Brady's, you know, just growing up, up everybody. trying Lighten to take up. care of more at home. Well, and I, I was thinking about when I when I did all my coaching at Bangor, Coney, I mean, uh, Colby, Bangor, Brewer, Skowhegan, I didn't have any kids. I devoted myself to teaching and coaching. And being the AD. I was at school all, all the time. My wife was a coach, so that made it easy. She was there too. Suddenly you have kids. You have kids. I don't care what anybody says. Why would you bother to have kids? For me anyway, personally, if you weren't going to spend time with them. Now, I'm not sure that Tom was ever quoted as saying, I, I, want, I don't want to be at, mini camp, at this OTAs because... I want to be with my family. They're in school. So by the time he gets home in the afternoon, maybe somebody else had to pick him up, but he's home for supper and and uh, with them doing activities at night and whatever, which they don't have the possibility of doing during the day because they're in school. So that's not a valid point, whoever made it. ESPN, that's what they made. That, um, but I do think that your priorities change the things that you're willing to give up change. It's why people. It's one of the other reasons people get done when they're 40 years old. Their body <laughs> doesn't want to go anymore. They don't want the grind of preseason and all the things. And you have other priorities in your life. The guy's been in eight Super Bowls. Now, we know his personality. He wants another one. Of course he does. And I'm saying, I, I can guarantee right now he's working for it. There's nobody that's going to convince me that he's in a barking lounge somewhere watching old movies, getting fat. It's not happening. It's not his personality. He still has that chip on his shoulder, and it's not going to change. And I say it's going to be Giselle that talks him out of continuing whenever that day is she is starting to erode that beach she yeah she's she's pushing and i don't blame her she doesn't want one husband that's all beat up by the time he's done because he's only 40 he's got a lot of life left um but boy espn they are frantic about it now has it always been important to him did he set the tone to everybody that it's important you be there they interviewed a couple of Patriots this morning on Nesson. You know what they said? Eh. Tom will be here for minicamp. We're working hard, the rest of it. In other words, lighten up. Because you know what? If he needs to get some timing down with the young receiver, they'll be staying after practice. Mm-hmm. 
Don't Edelman's kid. there. Edelman's Don't. working out. Yeah, well, he had an ACL. Of course he is. He's getting he's getting all set. I mean, guys are, guys that need to be there and should be there. Edelman, Gronk, I can't remember who the third one is. We're in Montana with yeah. Brady working out. Hogan, yeah. Hogan, yeah. yeah. I mean, come on, guys. How well do you know Tom Brady? There's no way. There's, I mean, do I think it's different, which is what we talked about? And I'm not sure that I am totally like it because he's always had the number one parking spot because he outworked everybody. Now, he may be doing that still. We just can't see it. So it'll be interesting to see how the team adjusts to that. And, you know, Bill may not give a damn about it. He's certainly not going to give that impression. And you don't know because he makes no comment. I'll talk about the guys that are here. No no hint that how those guys that aren't here, none of that. Bill is never going to lace anybody in in public. He He's going to play coach to the vest. It's none of our business. He may be mad as hell, but he would never say it. But you got to respect that. I don't like this throwing somebody under the bus, even if they deserve it. Call them in and chew their butt. I have no problem with that. Or chewing their butt during a game. I have no problem with that either. But not at a press conference. Uh, nah. Not not feeling it. 100 days until the Black Bears host their 107th game against UNH. University of Maine looking to get 11,601 fans in to set an all-time home attendance record. Really? Yep. Now, the America East Baseball... Tomorrow? Yeah, it starts today at 11 o'clock. Starts, starts, starts in today. six minutes. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. I was thinking it was tomorrow. It was yeah. today. Aye. Six minutes. By I'm, the way, the 2007-2008 Celtics didn't win a road playoff game until game three of the Eastern Conference Finals. Really? I just want to throw that out to you. Yeah. Really? Yep. Well... The prognosticators always say it isn't a it isn't a series until the home team loses a game. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, just hold and serve. But I told you that the old Celtics won a lot of a lot of world championships winning home games. <laughs> I want to talk to everybody about what you can expect tonight in this Celtics game. Yes, I need you to settle my nerves down a little. Yeah. I think we'll be. I think we're going to be all because right. Because this afternoon, after the show, I've got to go home and vacuum to get ready. I so. know. I know. It's a Beeless Daily. Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, Visit SpectrumHCP.com slash ortho. That's SpectrumHCP.com slash ortho. We believe in better. 
a better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee and Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee and Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave moisture control units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call WAVE today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org! The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org! Liz Daly from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network on a Wednesday. A sunny Wednesday. This is a sunny Wednesday. 67 degrees, yeah, in fact. You know, it's almost like summer. I'm hoping to have an empty backyard shed today so that I can move all the crafts in my old house into said shed. And finish and up. then And then industrial cleaners come in for the house. Where do I get those? Because I could use them at my place. Apparently, you got to call your realtor, and they know people. 
They know people. Yeah, I've actually gone with a realtor because the previous realtor, every time I ask for help with things, they're like, eh. This realtor's been like, I know this person and that person, and you okay, no problem. Thank you. That's what I need. Yeah, thank you. You get those people in touch and send them over here because I don't want to be chasing them. Ain't my gig. Nope. Made company I've used before. They come in, they bring in three people. They're not cheap, but you want a spring cleaning baby? Tell you. They're fantastic. They bring their own supplies, their own vacuum, their own everything. You just simply get the hell out of the way. My wife and I went somewhere. It was sure one of her gifts for me for Christmas, a spring cleaning. <laughs> Since I'm doing the cleaning at home, which is ugly, um, they come in and do everything for you. So tell me about the Celtics. What's the plan here? All right. I'm gonna Because... I'm gonna- all they could say in the in in game three in Cleveland was how brilliant Cleveland's coach Lou was of changing his lineup and oh yeah who's covering coach because who Coach oh, Lou yeah. is just this huge he, genius. He should as get you an know. automatic doctorate into the basketball hall. Of yeah, Fame he's for, going to Springfield. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know he's he's doing whatever. Let me see if I can set this up right. So that it actually works. I'm trying to get this set up so we can do the social media stuff correctly. Let's see. Let's see. We got it? I think we got it. Hold on. Uh, I'm trying to figure out the angle. Hold on. I, I, I have a better idea. I got a better idea. Coach, it's pretty comical watching Maddie try to set up his phone somewhere. You need a, uh, what do they call those things? Selfie stick. Yeah. Ah. There we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, and it looks good. See? Now we're all right. Now you're going to have to change your whole angle, though. Now we can... All right. Now I got to talk about this. All right. We're all right. Okay. We're good. All right. So here we go. This is what I'm going to explain to you about the Boston Celtics tonight. Okay? I want you to go back to game four. Do not go back to game three. There is nothing to be learned from game three. Nothing to see here. Nothing. Game three... Excuse me, game four. Game four, after the first quarter, was when the Celtics took it over. Figured it out. Okay, they figured it out. They figured out what level they were going to have to play at to match the Cavaliers' intensity. You know when you hear the Cavaliers, you hear people talk about flipping the switch? Okay, they flipped the switch when they got home to Cleveland. Now, I don't know why they didn't flip this switch when they got to Boston. I have no idea. I, I don't know. Desperation. Okay, no idea. But this is what I do know. Okay. I know that the other night, the Boston Celtics were down at the end of the first quarter to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the score at the end of that first quarter was 34 to 18. So that means you come out completely, okay? You come completely out and you know it's an important game and you know that you've got to come out and match your intensity and it doesn't matter because you absolutely bombed the first quarter. Badly. So now you've got to come out of a hole again. One more time. 
which we've seen multiple times this year with the Celtics. But I'm going to give you something, okay? The first five quarters of games three and four of, of Cleveland, Cleveland owned those games. But in quarter number two, the Celtics outscored Cleveland 35-34. Quarter number three, they outscored them 23-21. And in quarter number four, they outscored them 26-22. to Ended up being a ended up being a, a, a nine point final, one eleven, one oh two. And I think we all remember many times that the Celtics had gotten back into that game. Remember when they got the lead uh between uh I think it was like seven and nine, each time they did that, they uh they went one for five and had six turnovers. Okay, so one for five from the field and six turnovers when they had a chance to make it a two score game. If you do that one out of five times and then turn the ball over six times or get screwed on a foul call because, you know, a, a phantom leg whip happens. The phantom leg whip, yeah, as you know. Thank you. Phantom leg whip. God almighty. You know that you're, you're going to lose a couple of those. But also the Cavaliers did something else too. I mean, the, the Celtics missed four dunks the other day. They missed 15 layups and four dunks. The Cavaliers converted those missed layups and dunks for 15 points. That's a big swing. You see it all the time. You know how teams say you can't turn the ball over in football? Well, you can't blow scoring opportunities in basketball and hockey or even baseball. How many times do you see a baseball team leave the bases loaded at the top of the inning and then at the bottom of the inning, the other team just starts going like Bugs Bunny going around the bases against the other team? It's a conga line going from first, second, third to home. Happens all the time. You see it in hockey. Oh, pings off the post and then back the other way. Goal! That's a a big swing. What a swing. I mean, it's a two-goal swing. Or in basketball, it's a four-point swing. Or sometimes it's a five-point swing. If you miss an easy two on one end and you hit a three on the other end, that is a five-point swing. That's the difference in these games. They're coming home tonight. Celtics haven't lost a game yet at home. Tony Brothers, not officiating. Scott Foster, not officiating. Thank you. Celtics win tonight. Celtics win. They might win close. They might win handily. I'm not really sure. Okay? Don't care. Does doesn't matter to me. I don't care if they win by one or a hundred. It's a pick 'em right now, so if they win it, they win outright, and you win your bet anyways if you're into that sort of thing. That's legal now. That's fine. I don't even have to say for entertainment purposes only. Is there a is there a phase-in period for that? I don't betting? know. I don't I don't think they're going to be coming after people, though. Let's put it that way. What are you going to do? I read the Supreme Court said it was okay the other day. Now you're going to tell me I can't do it because you haven't regulated it yet? I feel like there's already some, some plans in place for yeah, this sort of thing. I'm thinking probably. There is a spot on my taxes... To claim gambling winnings, right? Is there a deduction for gambling losses, I wonder? Yes. <laughs> there is. Okay. If that's what you do. <laughs> Trust me, I've looked into it. Don't right. don't yeah. don't ever think I haven't all yeah. discussed yes. one day just moving out to the middle yeah. of nowhere and shutting it down and that being my only sole source of income. Hey, the guys that play poker online, that some guys, that's all they do. If I could just scrape together enough, I would do it. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Regardless, I think you can put it all on the Celtics tonight. All right. Game five. And then 
the Celtics are going to finish it off in game six. All right, I like it. Unless the league has their way. Well, okay? we'll know by who the officials are assigned for game six, won't we? We will. So go green team, go Celtics. They're going to beat the Cavs tonight. Of course, you are listening to the B-List from the Spectrum Healthcare Partners Studios across the NBR radio network. The, the um, well, the ebb and the flow, you know, I I couldn't touch the net, let alone stuff the ball. So tough for me to evaluate that. But, I mean, I was shocked. I'm there. Oh, yeah, great. Ba- oh, it wasn't a basket. He missed it. I mean, four dunks that they missed. I mean, that. And early on, I mean, that is incredible. It really is. And I thought, because I'm complaining and whining about the officials, but I thought at least half of those layups they missed, they should have been a foul call. God, I think they get, Jason Tatum got manhandled. Yeah, I don't like that whole, well, you got you to gotta play longer. You got to play longer for, you know, to get that. You got to earn that respect. I think they've earned that respect. They're in the conference finals. Hey, he's a he's a first team all rookie. What else could he do? I want to know who the guy that didn't vote for him. That that's pretty incredible, huh? Schmucks. Yeah. That's like the year Pedro could have been MVP and Cy Young and somebody decided not to vote for him at all. Schmucks. Yeah. Schmucks. Schmucky schmucks. Uh I don't understand. Full schmuck. I don't understand that whole philosophy. I I know it's a star-driven league. Do you think the commissioner slides the word down to the officials that the LeBrons and whatever should get the calls? I mean, he doesn't do that. I can't imagine. Not for the integrity of the game. So who gets it in their head? I'm that he still convinced. I don't think it's that. You know what I think it is, honestly, and what I will always think it is. I will always, always think that it's the officials that just want to keep going. And the biggest reason they want to keep going is they want to keep getting paid. Well, you know, I know that they used to say the officials got intimidated. The umpires got intimidated like when a guy like Ted Williams played because he was so good at understanding the strike zone that we've already talked about Mm -hmm. today that if he let a pitch go by, it must have been a ball because he wouldn't let a strike go by, you know. And... And you can say that same thing right now with guys like Judge and Harper and um, uh, Brett Gardner's another guy. There's a lot of guys around the league that are respected for their strike zones, but these umpires don't care. I'm going to call that the way I see it. So, yeah, you know what? Umpires are going to be in big trouble because eventually having guys like that, having guys like Angel Hernandez or the guy that was in, uh, the guy that was in Texas last night, having those guys is going to be detrimental to your game because people are going to look, I'm sick of watching my best players get ejected. I'm, well, I'm, I'm sick of not knowing what a strike is. I'm sick of not knowing anything. And an instant replay can't help you. Why can't instant replay help? Well, you know why it can't help you? Because the, they're not going to go back and look at every ball and strike. The uh, You know, when we talked about whether they were going to do balls and strikes electronically, you know, people laugh at that because they say, well, baseball is such a traditional sport. But, you know, think of how much hockey's changed. I mean, they used to be hooking, grabbing. You could literally, if the if your stick was parallel to your body and you had it cinched up in the guy, you could pull him back as long as as long as your arms weren't extended, and that was okay. Talk about slowing the game and the offense down and the two line pass. I mean, hockey has made 
tremendous adjustments to keep fans interested. And I think eventually, um, I think the penalties for fighting are going to be more severe. I think that they, they're nervous about doing away with it totally because they've got this code that if Matty Butler is going around taking people's heads off, we're going to have to get even with him. And the way we do that is we drop the gloves. And so people say, well, they're never going to do away with balls and strike umpire. You know, I'm, I'm not so sure because I think, I think you're right. We've got the technology that could make it work. And we love technology in this country. Who doesn't? And, I mean, five-year-olds have iPhones now or, phone, you know, some sort of a smartphone. And they, they don't even use Nobody uses it for a telephone anymore. <laughs> they use it for everything else. So, I mean, seriously, when was the last time you got a call on your phone, Eddie? Think about it. When I do get one, especially from someone who I know could easily text me. Yeah. Easily. Not that they haven't done it before. Not that they don't know how. Like, you know, the only time I usually get a phone call, it's never anything great. No, it's not good Nobody's news. ever calling me to tell no. me I won the lottery. No, not good news. So I think the technology is there. I think people will say at some point it speeds up the game. There's no, nobody disputing. Then what are you going to say? Oh, well, the, the Red Sox, uh, their their machine at their park is not doing it right. Uh, yeah, who knows? I mean, I'm sure people complain about it. But I think that the, the technology is there. We're going to see it. And in, in your lifetime, I'm not sure about mine, but in yours, I really do think so. I think people are tired of it. How, you know, the other sports, you, know, you can't do something like that for basketball. You can look, relook at something, um, whatever. You know, in football, my solution to all of that replay stuff is there are no replays, but each coach has two challenges for anything. That's Belichick's thing. He wants a challenge for anything. If I didn't think it was pass interference, I want to be able to challenge it. But otherwise, Nat, there's no replays. Make the call, move on. Make the officials make the call. Speeds up the game. I think the balls and strikes, same thing. I think you stop the batter from stepping out of the batter's box. Just enough to check the sign, get back in. Never mind redoing your pants and your gloves and your hat and everything else. Let's just play. The National Football League, speaking of just playing. Yes, just made some new rule changes. Did make some new rule changes. I'm trying to decide whether they're going to work or not. You know, they the idea was we're going to move the ball from the 20 to the 25 when it's kicked in the end zone. So teams aren't going to run it out. Well, guess what? When I can kick the ball to the four-yard line, what are you going to do? You can't catch it and run back in the end zone. You're going to run the ball out. So that rule that didn't work. I think we saw more high, really high, high-arching kicks caught at the three, four-yard line and the guy down at the 12. They've done away with the, the whole, um, what do they call it? Where they lock arms and I mean, mm-hmm. it used to be they locked arms and the wedge is the gone. Wedge, now you can't even have the two-person wedge. So what? What else have they made for rule changes for the kickoffs? Um, there's no running. Uh, there's no. You, you can't. You, there's no running start. Oh, the kicking team. Yeah. In other words, they got to be at a dead mm-hmm. stop. 
Just the kicker runs. Yeah. Huh. That, you know, it's interesting. That isn't going to make it any safer. Because once I start running, <laughs> but you may get a longer kickoff return, but when I get there, it's still going to be the same kind of collision. I, If they're trying to make it safer, uh, that doesn't work for me. Does that work for you? That doesn't even make any sense to me. Yeah, there's, there's a bunch of different things last night. Basically, one person, I've seen a few people say, you know, this is probably their way of saying, oh, we tried, and they're going to try to eliminate it in the next couple of years. Yeah. By the way, here's the thing. Uh, Jackie McMullen was recently on a podcast, and she said, quote, I've talked to lots of people around the Celtics and around the league about Marcus Smart. If Marcus Smart was willing to take, a, let's say, Sacramento for argument's sake or another team that isn't quite good, and they offer him 14 mil a year, and the Celtics say, we can't pay you that, but we'll pay you 12. My question to them was, will Marcus Smart take it because they're contending or because he's a cult hero in town? And every single one of them said, quote, hell no, he's going for the money, end quote. I've never asked him this question, but that's the impression I get. You can't blame young guys who want to go out to the highest bidder and thinks he should be a starter, and he's not going to be one in Boston for many years to come. Well, I mean, I, I what she said is probably correct, and we always make light of, hey, what's $2 million? Well, these $2 million, if you blow your knee out 20 minutes later. But I do think that there are some guys who... I mean, it's like the Patriots. If, if you come to the Patriots, you know you're not going to get paid like they do other places. Is there any secret about that? No one in the league doesn't understand that. But a lot of those guys stay. I mean, Edelman are on the free agent market. I mean, I think they didn't offer him this overwhelming contract that he thought they would, but he could have gone somewhere else for slightly more money. But he's got the goat thrown in the ball, and he's going to win. I don't know. And how much money is enough? <laughs> you know, that difference. I think it's a good point between fourteen million and twelve million. How much is it when you go to California? I mean, it's two million dollars, but I don't know. I those are really good questions. Because I don't think that people are going to appreciate him wherever else he goes. He may get the money. I think he's just going to be a guy. Here, we really respect how good he is defensively and how much he hustles and how much effect he has in a game. You're playing on a lousy team? I got news for you. Those things don't show up as much. Speaking of things that show up... Sometimes too much. National Anthem Resolution by the National Football League is likely to be announced this afternoon. It's expected that players will be allowed to stay in the locker room during the anthem and uh, they can fine teams for any flag anthem disrespect. So if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to... Wait, so the team can be split? 20 of us go out for the sure. National Anthem and 20 stay in? Boy, the coach is not going to like that. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to penalize somebody for an individual thought that they have. See, I think the I think the NH the NFL is all wrong on this whole thing. Maybe wrong. I I've made the statement. I probably made it on the air to you. I did my six. I did my six years in the reserves. I think I know what the the flag stands for. I knew that my reserve unit could have been called up at any time. 
And I think this stuff about it's disrespectful to the service members because somebody decides to kneel down is hogwash. I could come up with some other words for it, but not on the air. That isn't what I think of when I look up at the flag. I don't think of other service members. I think about what this country has given to us in freedoms and the ability to not to kneel down if I want to. Isn't that what we've always fought for? Is the right to have those freedoms? And what, the NFL wants to take that freedom away? I, I think they're wrong. I'm sorry. I think the president threw his face into it and made it worse. Oh, and, he restoked that fire this year. And I don't think that that's And then why, they made it worse by not doing anything with Kaepernick's. Yeah, and I don't and I don't think that the that that's why the ratings were down a little bit. Oh, sure, there's a few hundred fans that they're all wound up over that. And that's not what I don't believe that's what the majority were thinking. Now, did Kaepernick get carried away with his pig socks and whatever? Probably. <laughs> but but again, does he have the right? Yes, he does. It uh, it's what we that's what we fight for in America. Is that right? Which, by the way, I, I'm not going to say it, that the president's taking that away right now. But anyway, that's another whole story. Whole other thing. Yeah, that we stay away from on this show. That's that's what we do. That is what we do. So I, I appreciate the fact that, uh, you know, the First Amendment rights, everything else. But here's the deal. If I, you know, I hop on the air here and I exercise my First Amendment freedom of speech. The FCC may be here. Correct. Right? Yeah. I, so my, we already have government organizations. They're going to tell you what you can and cannot do. And to me, the National Football League is a. My is wife a, said. said yep. Privately owned organization. Yep, yeah. So if they decide to set the rule that if you're going to go out for the anthem, you have to stand for it. If you don't want to go out for the, if you don't want to stand for the anthem, you can stay in the locker room. It's not a great compromise. No, everybody's going to be wound up about it. But you know what? So why take take the spotlight off the whole thing? Yeah, well, oh, absolutely. That part I'm for. Just take the spotlight off the whole thing. So if there's ever been a group that could complain about being oppressed, it would be the NBA. So why are they not protesting ever? Well, they do a lot of they, things. They feel like they've had plenty to say, right? I mean, yeah. But we haven't seen a massive. We'll all lock arms. We'll all, you know, something. It's true. You are right about the the, the National Football League. It's uh, they they own the rights and. They can set the, the, the league mandates the way that they want to. I don't think there's any good solution for this. But but there's no way to make there's no way to make it the way folks, you know, want it. You know what I mean? They want everybody out there. I I've I've shown you the story that says the National Anthem was never hardly anything until the armed services paid See, and that's that's dollars. why are why is taxpayer money being spend, uh, spent on celebrations and all this? Can I just watch the game? Yeah, thank and, you. Very and much. if they want to do that, let them do it. You know what I mean? I mean, the other thing would be the other solution to that would be not have the national anthem on TV. Have the national anthem twenty minutes before the game. Have it, yeah. I don't see the national anthem on uh, before the Red Sox game each night. 
Occasionally you do, not always. I can't. I even thought about it. Do they actually play it. I, I'm. And they, you know, they play it at every park, right? They do. Yeah, never been on. Never been on. And on our radio broadcast, if you, <laughs> we always take that time to have a commercial break. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. so we can fit one in. You know, it, it's not a big deal. I see. To me, that would be the. I said that a long time ago. I have the national anthem. Remember, they used to have the. The coin toss early so the coaches could go back in the locker room and say, all right, all right, we're going to have the ball first. Here's what we're going to do. They wanted to put the excitement back into that, so they they passed a league rule that that, that has to be right before the game now. Okay, that's fine. But have the national anthem 20 minutes before. You could actually have it even when the teams all go back in. When the teams go back into the locker room to freshen up and go to the bathroom and whatever, play the national anthem. You think two guys are going to stay out to protest when the team goes in? No. By the way, we got a back in September of 2012, back when Tom Maines left Scarborough. We talked about that earlier. Of course, Tom Maines going back to Morris. Uh, NBR got an email. Um, yesterday, the Scarborough girls, uh, this is from September 11th, 2012. Yesterday, the Scarborough girls basketball community was shocked by the announcement that Coach Maines resigned his coaching position at Scarborough High School. As a group, parents and players, we were looking forward to the upcoming season, knowing that he would have them for a second year. Last year, he met them all at tryouts and spent the year implementing his style and philosophy. With a season and summer behind them, the players are really starting to understand his teaching concepts. Contrary to some posters on NBR, Coach Maines was not forced out by disgruntled players or parents. Quite the opposite. As a group, we embraced his, quote, old school, end quote, style of direct communication and accountability. The players competed hard every night for, quote, their, end quote, coach to be on the outside, speculate or make general comments about the players and parents regarding the situation is wrong and reckless. I've been a part of the Scarborough basketball community for the past 11 years as the director of our travel basketball program and the president of the Boosters. I can say with absolute fact that no coach in the girls basketball program has been run out by a parent group of parents a booster group. Mike Murphy was a longtime coach at Scarborough and left to coach his daughter at Westbrook, then moved on to Deering. Jen Allen, Coach Murphy's longtime varsity assistant, moved up to the varsity job and stayed there before rejoining Coach Murphy's staff. Jim Seavey coached at Scarborough for five years and had a lot of success. I know Jim personally, having graduated high school with him a bunch of years ago. He left to, quote, scratch an itch, end quote, and get a taste of the college game when that opportunity arose. Then Coach Maines was hired with the expectation he would be there for a while. It didn't work out, but not because of the community, parents, or players, but for his own personal reasons. So that goes back 20 years for coaches. While I understand it is human nature to want to understand the reason why and have someone to blame, there's nothing in this situation. We knew what we were getting when he was hired. He stayed true to himself, coached and taught the girls in Scarborough, they responded to his style, style, and he resigned for personal reasons. I'm confident our athletic director will review applications, interview potential candidates, and hire someone that will represent Scarborough High School girls basketball to a high standard. And that person, coach, will communicate, set high expectations, and hold each player accountable for their effort as his, her predecessors have. Well, it's well written. I'd say that, whoever the person was. The first line says MBR? Yeah, because, you know, MBR is where people, back before, you know, back when people would still talk about things on social media, they still, yeah, they still blamed MBR. But, I mean, everybody's going to assume that because that's what forums are for. That's what, but everybody, everybody does what they used to do on forums. Now they just do it on social media. Like, what we use the forums for now is we post information. It's kind of a, you know, you can still talk there and talk about things, but it's there to post information and talk about it right there. 
And most of the people, even though they have whatever name, like it's not easy to figure out who they are pretty quick. Well, you know, when the NPA, there's no anonymity anymore. Everybody knows who you are at some point. When the NPA came down hard on St. Dom's about the hockey players staying at the at the facility and whatever, they blame me. St. Dom's blamed me. I had nothing to do with it. I said it's not my fight. I don't have a hockey team or a hockey program. It's not my fight. I'm just the principal at Oak Hill High School. End of sentence. It came from Lewiston High School, and Rick Sykes has never hidden the fact that he fought it. He said it's not right. It's not the way the rules were meant to be enforced and so on. But I, to this day, I've got a couple of people that I know that still think it was me, that it was my fault. I have no idea why. I mean, I know I wasn't, I don't, I don't care for the public-private uh, fight, but I, I, that was it. I, I've complained about it, but I never, I never had anything to do with what happened to St. Dom's. Let me ask you a question. What would a private school, what would a private school tournament in this state look like? I mean, the private school tournament in the state, you'd have Thornton Academy, Chevrus, St. Dom's, Hebron. Wayne Fleet. Wayne Fleet. Now, there are some really small Forest Christian, and there's a whole bunch of small basketball-type uh-huh. private schools. Uh, Oak Grove, Colburn, are they still in existence? They used to be. Probably not. I don't think so. Yeah, I— there's no question. I think that's one of the issues that the MPA came up with. And those schools, I mean, it costs a lot of money in travel and stuff to play in the prep school league for any of those schools. And you got to gear up. Mm-hmm. You got to, I mean, you got to really gear up if you're going to do that. And you also have years where they're going to be up and down. I mean, Maine Girls Academy. Well, they, they haven't won a title in a few years. The, the, what came out of the ad hoc committee that I formed was they, they gathered in every sport who have the um, participants in the cha- state championship game been and who has won. And, yeah, Chevrolet is spread in there. I mean, lately it's been Thornton, although pff, the last two years we thought it was going to be Thornton, and it wasn't. It's been good old public school, Bonnie Eagle and others. Um, so I think that that was the conclusion they came to. They may frustrate us, and they may – always be pretty decent, but they don't win the big prize. Now, I'm not always sure that the big prize is the ultimate what we should be looking at. The whole idea of the NPA is an, e- uh, an even playing field or court or ice or whatever it is. And I'm not clear that it's that it's always that way, to be honest. I'm not either. We'll see. You know, I and I understand that this pressure uh, when you think about a, a private school costs money to go there. You got to have kids there, or you can't make your expense. You can't meet your expenses. You can't wait till school opens and say, "Oh, well, this year we're, we've got a hundred more kids, so we need to hire, you know, six more teachers." You're not going to hire them the first day of school or whatever. And by the same token, you can't expect that you're going to have 500 and you only end up with 400. If teachers have a contract, you're not going to turn around and say, look, Matty Botwell, I know you were playing a beanie this year, but we don't need you. 
So there's there's a tremendous amount of pressure to make it all work. You know, there's some issue of the private the the local uh, church community or whatever community you live in sometimes have scholarships to help you pay uh, for that parochial education, <laughs> which is a little iffy if you think about it a little bit. But I tried to stay out of that part of it. That's none of my business. But you could certainly make a case for it. Walks like a duck and quacks like a duck. But It's a B-list daily. Spectrum Healthcare Partners, Stewards Cross the NBO Radio Network, 1133. We'll have more right around the bend. There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. Well, now there's a new team to add to the list. The orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners. An all-star team of orthopedic care right here in your backyard. Four of the area's top orthopedic practices, OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, Falmouth Orthopedic Center, and Maine Ortho have joined forces to become a dream team of orthopedic care, where physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff share resources and work as one to make patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about the orthopedic team at Spectrum Healthcare Partners and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. That's spectrumhcp.com slash ortho. We believe in better, a better way to invest, a better way to serve you, and a better result. At Frisbee and Associates, we can help you determine how much risk you're taking, red flags that could be potential problems for you, how much you're paying in fees and commissions, potential tax liability, and how to address Social Security. For your free consultation, call Kevin Frisbee at 241-7430. Frisbee and Associates is located in Rumford, Brewer, and in Lewiston at 656 Main Street. Call 241-7430 online at frisbeebenefits.com. See something? Smell something? Do something. When your basement or crawl space smells, don't ignore it. Odors, mold, and harmful pollutants come from too much moisture and not enough air circulation making your home unhealthy. Do something. Call Wave Home Solutions today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. Experts recommend ventilation instead of dehumidifiers to reduce moisture and expel harmful gases and pollutants. Wave Moisture Control Units continuously dry out your home, transforming it into a fresher, healthier environment year-round. Wave Units cost only pennies a day to operate, and there are no buckets too empty. Call Wave today at 1-888-980-WAVE or go to goodairusa.com. That's goodairusa.com or call 1-888-980-WAVE. If you owe the IRS back taxes, payroll taxes, or have not filed your returns, the IRS will get you. Call Wallen Associates now and pay less than you owe. 800-727-0433. That's 800-727-0433. Did you ever look at the stains in your coffee cup and then realize that's exactly what happens to your teeth? Paraswabs is the five-minute solution to get your teeth white without visiting the dentist. This is John Greenhut, the CEO of Paraswabs. And if your teeth are stained from coffee, 
tea, or smoking, all it takes is five minutes with Paraswabs. In five minutes, you'll see an average of two shades whiter teeth, and in seven days, six shades. It's clinically proven to whiten natural teeth as well as caps and veneers. The secret is a tooth detergent that was developed by Dr. Martin Ginniger that lifts stains off of your teeth. Best of all, there's no messy strips or trays that you have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Paraswabs risk-free, call 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I guarantee your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free today. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. All aboard MBR.org! The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org! Fearless Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. There is good news tonight. The Red Sox are playing inside, climate-controlled, turf field, um, everything per pristine conditions because David Price is pitching. Yeah. We don't want any... Any uh, mosquitoes, any flies, any cut grass, anything that would throw him off. Because at $30 million, he shouldn't ever have to adjust to anything. You know, we want to make sure the conditions are perfect. And it is Tampa Bay. We'd like to play them 27 times, actually, instead of 19. Maybe you could. Hey, you play who they tell you to play, right? Yeah. Right? Is that what you're supposed to do? How about the Braves? The Braves are coming to Fenway. I'll tell you what, they have been absolutely... They're having a great year. They ought to be manager of the year. Was anybody expecting that? They have hit the stuffing up of the ball. They pitched well. They they have been... Other than Houston, really, and the Yankees, I mean, they've been... Are really, they've been really good and really a surprise. Kind of anxious to see him play. Article from back then. In the past three years, the public school versus private school debate in Maine has percolated into a boil, mainly due to the success private schools have had recently. Again, this is back in 2012. With coaches like Bob Brown, John Wolfgram, Amy Vashon, and Billy Goodman, Chevris and McCauley were able to get back on top. Chevers' last loss on a football field was in 2009 to the Wyndham Eagles on a miserable, muddy, cold, rainy day. At the end of that game, when Wyndham had won, the crowd didn't feel any of the rain or cold. They felt the exhilaration of being a champion. By the way, Chevers didn't win a gold ball in either girls' or boys' basketball that year. 
In 2011, the Darago Cougars boys squared off against Lee Academy in the Western C-Classy final, and they lost. They came back again in 2012 for the rematch. They left with the gold ball. The Wayne Fleet girls in 2012 went on an improbable run to the Western Class C final last year. They were considered a plucky underdog. They fell to Haldale, a public school, in the Western C final. The Hebron Academy girls basketball team won one game last year playing in Class D. They lost a game to Buckfield by the score of 45-4. Hebron, of course, is a private school. Forest Hills beat Hyde, quote, private school in the Western D boys final last year. It felt like a 16 seed beating a one. The Augusta Civic Center was electric. Outgoing Scarborough girls basketball coach Tom Maines made headlines last year when he said, I think it's obvious that Macaulay's by far the favorite. They've recruit, they're the best recruited team in the state. They don't have a, to build a program. They take the best kids around. I felt for years there should be a, sh- a separation between public and private schools. On his way out the door at Scarborough, he could not resist taking another swing at the pinata in an interview with the PPH's Tom Chard. Public high schools have to work like the Dickens to have a good team, said Maines. There should be two basketball tournaments, one for public schools and one for private schools. The MPA says it wants a level playing field, but it's certainly not the case. To that, I say to a coach with an outstanding pedigree, really? Seemed to be a pretty even playing field when they came back to beat Chevers in the playoffs last year. As soon as anyone can create a private school tournament in Maine that would be compelling and not take away the drama from the tournament each year, I'd love to hear about it. It seems like a case of sour grapes. It's a sad way for a coach to leave a program whining about public and private schools. Certainly not a great example to the athletes he coach. Unless you enjoy having your children be taught a lesson entitled, don't work harder and give it another go the next year. Quit and whine about the rules instead. Sadly, in the, quote, everyone gets a trophy, end quote, society we live in now, it's almost the rule rather than the exception. The fires are going to be stoked, and they'll die down until Chavis or TA wins the gold ball in football this year, unless Wyndham, Scarborough, Lawrence, or Brunswick can play the role of uh, David to Chavis and TA's Goliath, or Macaulay wins their third gold ball in a row. Maines could have done himself and the team he is leaving a big favor and just kept uh, kept his reason for leaving his personal. Instead, he gives off a vibe to his very, very talented group of girls at Scarborough that they're just up against it and have no chance to beat Macaulay. Do you want your kids to feel like that? Or do you want them to feel like that community at Forest Hills did last February, how the Dirigo boys felt last March? Sometimes high school sports provides lessons that can be used throughout life. Here's hoping the Scarborough girls can use this as a springboard and not an excuse. I mean, clearly you could make the case, that's very well written also, uh, that I wrote that. it's your job. Oh, you did? Yeah, back Sweet. in 2012. That, uh, oh, that was really well written. The uh, Not that I should be shocked at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to do the, more of that. I yes, just don't have time should. to do the writing. Yes. Um, it's, it's easier to talk it, you know. The, the, uh, there's no question that, I mean, the, the coach's ultimate job is to convince his kids to stay. You know, if I can keep my kids in, that's all I can do. I can keep my kids in my program. You know, that, that's my number one job, really and give them the best coaching I can. Yeah, I think that debate's going to go on forever. And I don't think, there's not going to be enough private schools in this state to no, do no, that. No, not to have a tournament. Do you think the charter schools are going to it's just, it's never, that to no. me, it's just not going to go. I think that's what we found, two things. They don't win enough mm-hmm. for it to be whatever. It just frustrates anybody that Matty Butt was my best player coming in as a freshman, and suddenly he's gone. Oh, it makes you school. mad. It makes it, you. It I mean, you. I understand the anger in 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 fan. Uh, like, uh, let me give you an example. Like fan bases like Kansas City, they used to watch players all the time leave and go or play the for Yankees. the Yankees. <laughs> 
Final well, team for the Yankees. I mean, yeah. are, are, how many times have, have we seen guys, uh, I mean, Florida Marlins fans, Miami Marlins fans, they must be thrilled watching their team, their their best players that they developed, that yeah. they grew up watching. There's nothing that annoys me more than I watch a guy that gets developed by a team and he goes and, and is good somewhere else. Makes me mental. Like Josh Reddick. You don't think Josh Reddick could have been utilized for the Boston Red Sox over the last few years in some yeah, way? You think? You don't, you, you know, I, he went on the DL today, by the way. Uh, to, uh, hey, by the way, speaking of outfielders, Jackie Bradley Jr. got two hits last night. Yeah. Time for the trade, right? Oh, yeah. He's trending upwards. Trending upward time. He in, in Swihart. I would like, I would rather just see him hit and keep him, but. I want to see what they're going to do with, um, with their, with their roster soon. You got to do something with Swihart. You yeah. can't just sit there and let him ride. Yeah, you can't at twenty. Well, in the twenty fifth spot, what are you gonna? You know, okay, so you're only gonna get back eighty cents and a dollar. Well, maybe that's as good as you're gonna get. Stony Brook is up on the University of Maine two to nothing after two innings at the America East Baseball Tournament in Orono. That is a double elimination tournament. Now they said that's on ESPN Plus. When when you said that, I looked for that on my uh, on my app. I couldn't find that. Hold on, let me. Had every other ESPN that could you could think of, but not the plus. Um. So if they don't win this, yeah, they'll be. They'll be back in the. They'll be in the loser's bracket, and that's not good. Won't be good at all. Won't be good at all. Yeah, see, I've got ESPN 2, 3, ESPN U, ESPN News, Deportes, no plus on their, on their app. This is their app, so. Oh, well. And I don't. I don't know. Do you have it on your cable at home? I don't. I've never even seen it. I think you can just listen to it on the radio. Oh. I think that's, I think that's pretty much how that's going. Good article here about Oliver Wallstrom and some of the abuse that he had to take because of his trick shot back in the day. Ooh, that was, have you ever, do you ever seen it? Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that wow. used to run on the, on the old uh, Central Maine Sports Blog website. I man. guess that so. Was, wow, that was... It's a big deal. It doesn't make a great hockey player when it's all said and done, but and he said it was hockey parents that would be, you know, the, the word about it. Like, you know, hockey parents. I've heard nothing. Hockey parents to me are are special breed. Some of them they certainly are. Never quite understood that. You know, there's something about for some reason they seem to think their kids the next Wayne Gretzky. It, it's incredible to me. When we did Adams, you know, that's the really little kids that. Some of them can skate, but most of them are, I mean, they're ankle biters, and you really got to work hard to get them up on their feet and get them going, whatever. Parents are hanging on the glass, yelling down at their kids. We, we used to have a, try to have a meeting after the first time and say, parents, have a hot chocolate, sit down, relax. This is our job. They are not going to be skating the first 10 minutes that they've ever been on the ice. Trust me. 
It's true. No, they, you know, I think they think they're going to jump on, skate down the other end, and flip on over the goalie's shoulder. I got news for you. First of all, there isn't going to be a goalie, but no, not going to happen. Even the ones that can skate, to, that's how we divide them up, by the way, you know. This is back at Kent, the old Kennebec Ice Arena. We'd we'd open the door at the far end of the ice where the where the warm room is. Say, okay, go ahead, skate in. Those that could skate down to the other end were in one group. <laughs> those that got part way were in the middle group. And those that were spinning around like tops because they couldn't skate at all, those are the ones my wife took, by the way. I went down the other end with the kids that could skate a little. <laughs> and you you do different skills. You know, no sticks for Chris's kids. So they, we didn't want them to learn, you know, leaning on their stick to try to learn how to skate. No, that's not how you learn. So anyway, it was uh, real scientific, very scientific. But it was amazing. The parents yelling out and it was like, whoa, relax, everybody. You know, There's some of them are four years old. Let's chill. Maybe. Maybe we should we should do that. Maybe just a thought. Congratulations to Jake Dexter. He was announced to the 2018 D3 Baseball All America team. Twelfth annual awards on that. Also, NCAA Division Three Championship for Tennis. Bowden Middlebury will battle for all the marbles at two o'clock today. Nice. Love that Middlebury campus. It's yes. a great spot. Oh yeah. Oh boy. They got. That's one of those. You know, they're the kind of like the pinnacle of facilities for that Division Three. Everything is pristine, beautiful. Although, the others are creeping in. You know, you look at Bates now has that nice new football facility. They've got a great new athletic center. They've got the carpet turf for their, for their uh, field hockey. Eventually, I'm sure they're going to do something with baseball, softball. Uh, their ice rink, even though they don't have competitive ice hockey teams, their ice rink is beautiful with with uh, uh, conditioning facility all around it. Um, they've got a nice tennis facility. Bates does. It's uh, they got a lot of nice facilities over yeah, there. KVAC championship uh, has been at the Bates facility more than once. Yeah, I, I think that that's kind of the funny thing with those. Those schools, you you try to decide what what why does a kid pick a place to go to school? I wrote a nice letter to the president of Gone College because their their ice hockey facility is horrible. Well, it's not horrible, but it's not very good. There's Wasn't no, the best. There's no locker room. Not what the, you want. There's no locker room for the visiting team. Well, they, that's cool. They have to walk across uh, to the other side of the field house to the locker room. I mean, stupidest thing I've ever seen. So I wrote a nice long letter saying, you know, my daughter played two sports there. I, my, both my kids went to NESCAC schools, so I've been to all their facilities. And then I, I made the thing about having been a high school principal, what are the reasons kids pick a school? We well, hope they pick it for academics first. Student-teacher ratio, dormitory, living conditions. Everybody has a different reason. But they also quite literally pick it for facilities, athletic facilities. Are their fields nice? Are they accessible? Do you have to drive? You know, like those old schools like Yale and whatever, some of those places don't have fields anywhere near their campus. you got to drive somewhere mm-hmm. because they were built at a time when 
you know, people weren't thinking about that. And then you want to have interscholastic whatever, and you build this facility, and it's off campus. Uh, people select those things for all kinds of different reasons. And you, my daughter applied at Middlebury. We went out there and looked. I mean, it was like, whoa, this is amazing. Did you go see the uh, the, the where John Deere made the first plow? It's right I, down the road in Hancock, Vermont. I did. So it was a little mound of dirt. And I was, I'd always ask my dad, be like, Dad, where's John Deere's yeah, shed? Where's that? He's like, over there. Right over I'm like, there. Dad, that's like a big pile of loam. He's like, yep, yeah, that's a big pile yeah. of loam over there. That's, that's where it was, though. That's it. That's where it was, though. But I, I told you before, I hadn't been on campus for a while. And, and my first coaching job was at Colby. When we went last year to do the uh, senior all-star baseball games, holy smokes! That baseball and softball facility with the with the batting building, if you will, uh, in between was fantastic. I mean, you want to talk about a nice place to play, and I mean, it just makes you excited about the sport. I mean, it is just it was just terrific. And as a coach, having that facility in between the two fields that had a roof on it that you could slide the the sides open to get nice fresh air and whatever. I mean, it's, that must be just tremendous for the coaches. Should be. They built a brand new field hockey and soccer fields turf down below. They used to have a field hockey field in another location. They've done away with the turf field and moved it. And now they're building, as you've seen going by a huge new complex. They're going to have a new ice rink. They're going to have a new. I'm I'm guessing they're moving the swimming pool and everything. I don't know what what they're going to do with the old facility. I mean, the old facility, other than the ice rink and the basketball courts, are a little outdated. But everything else in that building's pretty nice. But boy, they got a huge construction project. I mean, money talks. Did Did somebody tell me that they thought, uh, you know, Kobe Baseball and that whole NESCAC league with the average. Tuition room and board is going to be sixty eight thousand, something like that. A year per year, per year, per year. So let's we're going to take double your annual salary per year for four years. Ready, go. The the good news about those those places, as I found out, having two kids that went to those schools, two things. I did buy a jeep every year. I just didn't get to drive it. However, they also have a lot of financial aid available. A lot. Otherwise, the wing kids would not have been at two. Like there's a lot of endowment, endowment stuff going on. Well, Bowden, Colby, at least in this state anyway, what they've said is they don't want kids to come out owing $100,000 just to go to school. So they've worked out, I, I don't remember exactly, I'd have to look up exactly what the arrangement is, but in essence, I mean, I don't want to say the education is free. I think you have to fill out the FAFSA, and if it says your folks can pay, come up with a number, $15,000 a year, then that that's standard. And then beyond that, they don't want you borrowing money. I think the endowment's going to take care of the rest for a while. I don't know how long they can do that. I know that some of those places, their, their endowments are in the billions Cleveland has won back-to-back games to even the series at 2-2. In LeBron James' career, when his teams have won two or more playoff games in a row, they've gone 34-18-2 against the spread in their next game. 
These teams like playing at home. In the playoffs, the Celtics and Cavs have combined to go 16-1 straight up, 12-5 against the spread in home games, and 4-10 and straight up, 5-9 and against the spread on the road. So the Cavs are noticeably weaker on the road, and the Celtics are noticeably stronger on the road. Under Coach Brad Stevens, the Celtics have gone 60-45 and against the spread after losing two or more games in a row, including 5-2 and against the spread in the playoffs. As a small playoff favorite, LeBron's teams have gone 18-9, 67% against the spread. Listen to this one. Will the Celtics' home playoff success continue? Boston is 9-0 straight up and against the uh, spread at home in the playoffs. That's absurd, by the way. They're the first team to start at least 9-0 against the spread at home in the playoffs since at least 1990. Overall, in the playoffs and the regular season combined, Boston is the second most profitable home team in the NBA behind the Sixers. Where the Celtics have really excelled is at home with a small point spread. In Game 5, they're exactly where they were in Games 1 and 2, close to Pickham. Here are their marks at home this season. Favorites by three points more, uh, three points or more, they're 17, 6, and 12 against the spread. Dogs or favorites by less than three, 14 and 1 against the spread. <clears throat> the Celtics were massively rebounded in both of their losses in Cleveland. In the losses, Boston had fewer than 40 total rebounds. It's the first time since December that the Celtics had fewer than 40 rebounds in consecutive games, and both times that happened this season, they had 40 rebounds in their next game, one and covered. In last year's playoff series against the Cavs, Boston was out-rebounded 210 to 185, including in four of the five games. Celtics win the rebounding battle tonight, and the Celtics win the game tonight, and we'll be all happy tomorrow. Okay? Did you see? Uh, I'll be good. Any series in the Celtics history that they go up 2-0, they're, what's the number? It's something crazy. They've never lost, in other, in other words. If they win the first two games of a series, they're undefeated. All time. Now, we don't want to smudge that up, Celts. So nope. Don't want to do it. Let's just keep that clean and good. Pristine. Thank you. And then go win game six on Friday night. I could... I could see Quiddle like that, I'm pretty sure. I think that. Telling you. Now that you've hooked me into watching the Celtics again. In two games, they lost eight quarters, and the final score of those eight quarters was five to three. They won the last three. Okay? They won the last three quarters. We're going to have a better pregame something. (laughs) I don't know what it is. Maybe Renee Rancourt should come out and sing hey, the national anthem tonight. Why not? I like that idea. Do they even have somebody sing? I, I can't. I don't know. Maybe I don't tune in in time. I See, don't know. I they don't... don't put the national anthem up either. You uh, know why? I Because we've all seen it. I, I know the words. Pretty sure. I, We're I, good. Pretty sure I could repeat them right now. I on the think air. we know them. Aye. See you tomorrow.